The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. Instead of a shovel and pick to dig deeper, Darren Denslow has his iMac G3 and rusty magnifying glass so he can dig deeper for the real story. This is Digging Deeper with D.D. Denslow on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Uh, welcome back to TNT Radio. You're here with me, D.D. Denslow, for my final hour of my Sunday ep- edition of Digging Deeper. I was just talking to Gareth Wynne-Jones about some of the issues surrounding UK and European, in fact, global farmers, uh, whether it's TB or the pricing cartels uh, uh, of the supermarket. So it was a fantastic conversation. Please go out and check him on social media. What's TNT up to? Well, it looks like we're doing another event for Julian Assange last December. Julian Assange's two-day public hearing was announced for February 20th and 21st at the UK High Court to determine whether Julian will have permission to appeal or whether he will be extradited to the USA. TNT will be at the Royal Courts of Justice broadcasting and covering the event two days as required. So that's the February 20th. And February the 21st, then TNT will broadcast from various locations throughout London, lighting the fuse for freedom, because today's news talk is TNT Radio. Uh, And I may well make another jolly to London. In fact, I was in London at the beginning of the week. I was invited to a private meeting being held by Andrew Bridgen. Uh, Christine Anderson was there. Uh, um, There was a guy called uh, Cluse from Switzerland. He was a lawyer uh, and a a doctor all the way from the USA. And they were talking about, among other things, the farmers' protests, the WHO pandemic treaty. You need to tell your friends about the WHO pandemic treaty. It is coming down the line fast. It might actually be signed off prior to the general election, which Andrew Bridgen, to me personally, confirms will be uh, May the 2nd. Excess deaths and the injuries uh, caused by vaccines were all discussed in this meeting. And actually, I have some videos that I secretly recorded. Wasn't allowed to do that, but I did it anyway. And hopefully I'll be sticking them on Twitter in the coming days. Okay, coming up in just a few moments, uh, I have Chris Littlewood in the studio. He's uh, made it all the way to his office uh, to speak to me. Chris is a political and social media commentator uh, who recently uncovered uh, the corruption and the organized, and this is the important thing, organized censorship within Twitter's Community Notes program, a system that was supposed to take us away from the severe censorship that we experienced prior to Elon Musk taken over but apparently it hasn't really gone away it's gone underground uh, chris was just saying to me this maybe is affecting algorithms it's affecting reach even when the community notes aren't published and then there is another aside to this some may not like what i'm about to say some may go well that's fair enough but a lot of people including myself have monetized their twitter account and the community note system is a way for reducing income for individuals if they have uh, wrong think. And it also reduces reach. It reduces the number of clicks. I think I've mentioned quite a lot in the last hour, deliberately so. And therefore stops people from talking about the things they want to talk about. Uh, and one of the things that you cannot talk about on Twitter 
that you do not have the reach, and I've experienced this myself, if I want to talk about Israel and Gaza, guess what? It goes nowhere. No one sees any tweets, especially if they're supportive of the Palestinian cause, which brings me to my next story. Warnings over Rafa offensive mount as Israel plans push in Gaza. Israel is facing growing international warnings over its planned offensive in Raza, Rafa, the city in southern Gaza, crammed with Palestinian refugees. Imagine wanting to go into there in a military way after forcing the entire Gazan population into this even smaller area of the southern area of the region. UK Foreign Secretary, who has never voted, in david cameron said over half of gaza's population are sheltering in the area so that's going to be between one and one and a half million people in a very 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 small concentrated area saudi arabia warned of very serious repercussions if rafa rafa sorry was stormed gaza's hamas rulers said there could be tens of thousands of casualties and if i go on to social media and I decide to make a story about this, um, it's not going to be seen. Nobody's going to retweet it. Maybe that's because Elon Musk very recently had a visit and went and visited Auschwitz. And I suspect a little birdie whispered in his ear saying, you are going to restrict this type of content, this type of content, and this type of content. And if you don't, we're going to cut your financial purse strings. And who knows, we might even do worse because the people at the very, very top of the tree, and some of them might have dual nationality uh, with Israel without me being too directive or discriminatory against a group of people, um, may have said, do you know what? Your life might not be safe if you don't do as we say and that's something for people to think about when people talk about puppets and muppets and controlled opposition and you know the elite that don't care for us it could be that they've had whispers in their ear and they quite like being alive and i reckon i was just an opinion uh, that elon musk may be one of those people who could be in real jeopardy if he doesn't do exactly as he's told. And this sort of feeds in to my next story that I'm going to bring Chris into the show now uh, with regards to community notes and the investigation that he has done uh, with regards to the corruption and censorship that's going on behind the scenes on Twitter. Chris, Welcome to the show. Uh, really pleased for you to come on today. Uh, you have been on my whiteboard as a name of somebody that I wanted to bring on for quite some time. In fact, before uh, you did your investigation into Community Notes, uh, could you just introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, and then we'll kick off right there with Twitter, please. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Good afternoon, Darren. Uh, afternoon, everybody. Um, I'm Chris Littlewood. Uh, I'm uh, I own a couple of small businesses who specialise in cyber security and data protection. Um, I don't normally come on shows like this. I'm actually, you know, this is my first one. Uh, I post things about what's going on in the world. I don't I have opinions, but normally I back them up with a lot of evidence because uh, otherwise, you know, people just don't take it, any, take it serious at all. Uh, so I've looked at all things from lockdowns to uh, injection harms to excess deaths, uh, 
um, community notes. Um, NG163, lots and lots of different things. So I've, I've got a wide set of opinions. Yeah, and I suspect we'll probably find our way into some of those other subjects today, particularly as a lot of those that you've mentioned, you've mentioned excess deaths and vaccine arms. Hey, that was always censored, but now it seems like you can talk about it a bit. Maybe the boundaries of discussion and debate have been opened up a bit by our our tech overlords. Um, Pre-Elon Musk... How did you, or what was your experience of, as it was called then, Twitter? Uh, did you, uh, was it was it a positive thing? Or like myself, or even though I wasn't supposed to be on that platform because I kept getting cancelled, a negative experience. How was Twitter for you pre-Elon? Careful. Very careful. So um, I didn't get, I, I think I had one suspension for a couple of days. Uh, but didn't get cancelled completely. Um, my primary focus in pre-Elon was uh, injection harms, yellow card uh, reporting, uh, watching the amount of deaths going up, looking at uh, VAERS, uh, talking about the lockdown harms. Uh, and I, I always backed that with government information. So it was very difficult for Twitter to go, well, that's lies, that's lies, that's lies, when you're actually quoting all of the government information that you're backing the evidence with. Um, it's a lot better now. Uh, it is a lot better. You know, people are, have got uh, more ability to talk. However, as you know, you mentioned it in your, your lead up, although we've got freedom of reach, uh, freedom of speech, we appear to be having freedom of reach restricted. And I've seen that with some of the larger truth accounts that, um, you know, as soon as community notes come in or we get a, a poll bot placed on it, that reach of that post or that thread, uh, thread is vastly reduced. Uh, so mm -hmm. there are subtle censorship things that are going on, but in general, it's better. Yeah, I mean, one of the accounts that um, uh, I think you're probably referring to is a vigilant fox uh somebody i follow follows me as well so i'm sort of quite chuffed about that uh but um it done some excellent work always backed up and he's not alone there are many other accounts including yourself myself and other twitter users who provide lots of inf information provide lots of facts that back up that information and yet we were either censored in the past or now there's this hidden censorship what brought you it to look at community notes? When did you realize there was a problem? Is it because you're a community notes contributor yourself? Or was it because you were being community noted uh, for things that you were publishing on the site? Yeah, it started in September last year uh, when I was being community noted. And I noted some things that were absolute fact were being community noted. Uh, so I applied. Uh, and in order to apply, you need to start you know, rating community notes that are live. So I started rating those. And then eventually I was accepted into the community notes community uh, and then started looking at what was going on. And in some ways I was quite horrified at the, the, the way that it is being gained. Now, you know, this will probably get a community note on it saying community notes is not being gained. Well, yeah. it is because if it wasn't being gained, why have they had to fix it? What, what was the fix then? 
Well, yeah, yeah. What was the fix then? You said that had to be fixed. So we'll go into the so, details of what's going on, but you said it had to be fixed. How was it fixed? Well, it's it's sort of a fix. What they're, what they're doing is they are reducing the amount of community notes a single contributor can add on a daily basis and compare that to their community note rating. However, because we've got evidence of groups working together, then what they're doing is, is they're uprating each one's community notes, which still allows them to gang up on individual people and do the same thing. It, I'm absolutely convinced that even though the community note is not published and gone live, and you've got lots of people that are trying to get them unpublished, uh, that are trying to do a good job and bring some truth to this, uh, that even when they're not live, they affect the algorithm and they affect the reach of that post. So it's, it's, it's almost a, a form of indirect, invisible, behind-the-scenes type of censorship where, for example, I could tweet about vaccines and excess deaths. That's my thing. That's what I'm most concerned about. If I tweet about that and I go, well, that, that post isn't doing very well. Not many people can see that post. It could be that in behind my tweet, there are a group of activists. I'm going to mention one name, Enterprising Desert. Is it Desert Raven? Enterprising Desert Raven? who yeah, keeps commenting right. on anything that's vaccine-related, uh, quite often with spurious uh, sources uh, and evidence that can easily be squashed or has already been disproven. Uh, but that community notes doesn't need to be published. It will just automatically, through algorithms, restrict the reach and spread uh, and engagement that that particular post will get. Is that correct? That's my belief. So can I give you an example? Sure. So let me just show you. I'll just share this with you. Just bear with me a second. Uh, let me okay. Me yeah, you, you won't be able to share anything on, on... Oh, he has done. He has done. Okay. <laughs> so this is Enterprising Desert Ray. Okay? Yep. And these are just his community notes of recent. So let's start recently. And you can see it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and it never stops and this is only from what i've shared that's only till february the 7th so and then you have groups of these individuals that get together and then uptick them or copy that community yeah. note and post it again and again and again so if these community notes are not going live you have to ask yourself why are they doing it? And you also have to ask yourself, even if they don't affect reach and they don't affect the algorithm, why has Elon Musk and his team and Community Notes team put in things to reduce what's happening? It obviously affects the algorithm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very worrying. What we're going to do, uh, Chris, is we're going to quickly take a break. And then when we're going to come back, I'm gonna, just going to ask you some more details about your investigation, the types of topics that are being censored. Uh, are there certain topics that are being censored more than others? Is it vaccine injuries and excess deaths? Is it the conflicts in, uh, in Europe uh, and the Middle East? 
what, or is it political with the elections or is it just right across the board and are do you think from your investigations uh, these actors are paid for actors are they part of the you know the controlled op are they working together are they are they part of the intelligence services etc or are they just individuals who've got nothing better to do than go and note people's posts anyway we're going to ask these questions something for you to think about chris when we come back here on TNT Radio. TNT's Patrick Henningsen. Hamza Dahoud was the eldest son of the Gaza Bureau for Al Jazeera, while Dahoud, who previously lost other family members in Israeli bombing raid. And we would say that this is probably, in terms of conflicts, uh, this many journalists have been lost, uh, killed, injured, in the whole of the Second World War, and that lasted uh, a number of years. And only in the last three months are we scraping a hundred on the uh, journalist uh, fatality list, which is coming fast and furious out of Gaza. Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk TNT. This is generally the view of people, though we don't know much about Assange. But you should know, because whether you know it or not, he is fighting for you. For your courage and leadership and tenacity in journalism and publishing. Since 2010, Assange has been held in progressively narrower, darker, colder and crueler spaces. He has been detained since the 7th of December 2010 in one form or another. And we are now here after years of imprisonment. WikiLeaks is a non-state hostile intelligence service. I think the man is a high-tech terrorist. A high-tech terrorist. A traitor, a treasonous. He has to answer for what he has done. Assange faces up to 175 years in prison for publishing classified documents exposing U.S. war crimes. The U.S. government narrative about Julian is a complete fraud. It is a complete fraud from A to Z. Julian took on the most powerful countries in the world, basically all of them. We now have confirmed that there were plans to kidnap Julian here in the center of London or even assassinate him. No one who instigated that illegal and immoral war has been brought to justice. But the great truth teller sits behind bars. If wars can be started by lies, peace can be started by truth. Julian Assange is a hero. What if everything we thought we knew about somebody was a lie? Would we be willing to go on a new journey of understanding? This is a story of deception, lies, bravery, and a man who risked everything to bring the truth light. Mr. Assange shows all the symptoms that are typical for a person that has been exposed to psychological torture over a prolonged period of time. He looked at me intensely and said, I hate to say this. He then hesitated, visibly troubled and searching for words. And then he finally said, please save my life. May future generations have the ability to speak without restraint. 
may our children and their children know truth and have access to information that leads to justice. Wherever Julian goes, free speech goes with him. If there is a bird that is about to take flight, stretch her wings and rule the skies, may it be a pista and no longer a bald eagle. If you think Assange is a traitor, he's a rapist, he's a narcissist, he's a hacker, I don't blame you because you have been deceived. And if you think you've not been deceived, that's normal because otherwise it wouldn't be deception. We don't rock, rock. we talk. talk. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Uh, welcome back to TNT Radio. You're here with me, DD Denzel, on a Sunday edition of Digging Deeper. Uh, I'm talking to Chris Littlewood, who uh, is the guy who put that viral tweet out. I looked at it this morning. It got millions of views. You you actually must have spent a very long time just writing that tweet and getting everybody who had been affected by this community note censorship that you uncovered, just getting them involved and aware of it. How did your investigation start? What did you do, Chris? Uh, and what has been the subsequent impact or result uh, of your investigation and that tweet that you put out? Uh, so I noticed more than anything that Enterprise and Desert Raven seemed to be attacking any account that I was following. So although if, if you're not part of community notes, you won't see it yourself. But literally every tweet I see from from large right-wing accounts or so-called right-wing accounts or truther accounts uh, have suggested community notes. So I see them all the time. So looking at it, and it's enterprising desert raven, enterprising desert raven, and a couple of others. Uh, so I started going into that and then checking each of the large accounts pollers uh, to see what was happening and then compiled a list of exactly what I was seeing, videoed it, and then contacted every one of those large accounts and said, this is happening to you. Uh, all of them confirmed to me via DM, via WhatsApp, that they'd all faced enormous um, demonetization of their accounts. Because you were quite right there on what you said. You know, a lot of people who are trying to expose what's going on and talk about the problems that we've got in society have self-monetized because they can't get employed. You know, we've got a lot of mainstream media people who want to tell the truth, who've got out of mainstream media so that only way that they can pay the bills is self-monetized. And what mm -hmm. happens is you put out an expose of something very important and that gets monetized through ad revenue that's on that threat. But as yep. soon as the community note goes up, you get no advertising revenue whatsoever. So, you know, it's important when we're trying to, we can't rely on ITV or BBC or CNN because they're just, it's just propaganda. I mean, mm -hmm. that's all it is, propaganda. So you've got to look at independent ways of getting news out, like up and coming things like TNT Radio. It's a great example. You know, otherwise, how are we going to get people discussing and realizing, you know, what's actually happening in society? 
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned TNT Radio. I, I believe that's a link that actually might be censored on social media because uh, whenever I include the TNT Radio uh, uh, website address, that tweet goes nowhere. It's uh, and in fact, that uh, applies to quite a lot of external links. Uh, with regards to the monetization, uh, what I have noticed, and I'm going to talk from my uh, previous, um, uh, my own experience, when October the seventh happened. I was tweeting a lot about Israel and Gaza. I noticed very quickly a massive drop off in, in engagement on anything I said. It was all anti-Israel and supporting Palestinian. I'm a right winger and there's me supporting the people of Palestine. In fact, a lot of right wingers, as you described them, they're true for counts. They could be on the left, they could be on the right. They're just called right wingers were supporting the Palestinian cause. No one was getting any engagement. If you've monetized your account or if you're interested in clicks, what you find is you're going to start sharing less information about Israel or about Gaza because nobody is seeing it. And that is an indirect way of shutting everybody up. And I will refer back to the Auschwitz trip that Elon Musk had and the advertiser boycott that he experienced. I'm sure it hit him in the pocket uh, as possible reasons for that outcome on the, that particular topic, Israel and Gaza. What topics did you find in particular were being penalized by community notes? Obviously, Enterprise and uh, Desert Raven would have been focused on uh, vaccine injuries and excess deaths, but what other topics? So it's a really good question. Uh, in, mo in most cases, what I'm seeing is individual community notes uh, seem to focus on one or two specific accounts. And those those accounts, so you'll have Enterprising Desert Raven on one, you'll have Prairie de Parrot on another that are focusing on those accounts. Uh, so it, it's a diverse range of everything that you talk about on your show, everything that we talk about from, you know, injection harms, from lockdown harms, from, you know, uh, the problems with, with uh, lipid part, part LMPs, like lipid nanoparticle technology, yeah. excess deaths. Then we, we start talking about, you know, Trump or Biden or what's happening in Ukraine or what's happening in Palestine, what's happening with the farmers. All of these things, you know, the possibility of chemical spraying, all of these get systematic community notes all of the time. So if it doesn't go along with the government and so-called elite's agenda, it gets really attacked big time with community notes. Do you think, so you're just suggesting then, it's not necessarily subject specific then that gives uh, a reason for one of these community note people uh, to target a post. They are actually specifically focused on individuals. And I've mentioned Vigilant Frocks, a large account, had massive, massive reach, was very, very thorough in the information that they put out. Uh, are you suggesting that, that Vigilant Fox, as an example, is, some, is being targeted by one individual in a persistent way? Well, it's a question whether it's one individual, because um, I don't believe it can be one individual. When you looked at before the changes, you were getting Enterprising Desert Raven posting on average 70 community notes a day. Now, okay, maybe possibly if you didn't sleep, you didn't drink, 
and you didn't do anything else, possibly you could deliver those 70 community notes. But my belief is it's a group that you're using single access and you've got a group of them all being enterprising Desert Raven. So they're all accessing it and that's yeah. why they're able to put so many notes on. So mm-hmm. now we will see obviously more of their team trying to join community notes. Mm-hmm. So De- Enterprise and Desert Raven is producing 70, whoever they are, whether it's a group or an individual, 70 community notes a day. I'm assuming that's spread out throughout the day through a 24-hour period. And it is, it is a lot. As somebody who's a prolific tweeter, you know, I never, ever get up to 70 tweets a day, and half of them don't require any investigation. Uh, but whether the community notes, you would expect that there would be some thorough background information and investigation provided to um, uh, uh, to furnish their comment, their disagreement that somebody uh, that somebody has put out in a tweet. Which leads me on to the next question. And this is just sort of general across community notes. What's the quality of the community notes? Uh, what's the quality of the information? How good are they in your experience from your own investigations? Uh, about 75% of them are using mainstream media propaganda or they're using uh, medical studies that are out of date, completely out of date. You know, we're looking at 21, 20, mainly uh, studies from 21. And, you know, medicine moves on, especially when we've introduced, you know, uh, a gene therapy that that's having some serious effects and lots of people are now moving on. More and more studies that are coming out. They don't post any of that, though. They just post uh-huh. safe and effective. Uh-huh. So it's just safe now, Chris. According to Rishi Sanak, they're oh, just yeah. safe. He's dropped the effective bit because I think the effective bit, because these words have definitive legal meanings, he's not allowed to use effective because that can be squashed in court. Maybe we'll come on to that at the end of the show. You've produced this report, this video. You put some tweets out, massive interest and engagement with uh, your commentary and the information that you put out. What has been uh, the result of that? You've mentioned changes being made uh, by Twitter, by Elon Musk. I'm assuming he's given that uh, decision to make some changes. What were those changes and has there been an improvement? Uh, Okay, so the changes are based upon... uh the amount of community notes that you're allowed to pull up on a daily basis, and that's compared to your uh, writing score. So if you're, if a note that you post against somebody's original post gets agreed with by a lot more community, note, community notes contributors, then it goes live and that increases your writing score. So the, more, the bigger the writing score that you have, the more notes that you can post. That's the only change. Changes that I would have liked to have seen that would give me confidence in community notes is that enterprising Desert Raven and myself would have been removed from community notes. I still have access to community notes right now. I don't understand it. 
and, and, and these individuals, like Desert Ra- uh, uh, Enterprise and Desert Raven, uh, are completely anonymous. I, I have seen some Twitter accounts that have been, you know, this handle could be associated with this community notes contributor, but they are completely sort of uh, anonymous. There's no comeback on them. Uh, do you think that that should be changed? Should we say these are your community noters? And this is who they are. Should Twitter, Elon Musk, put that out? Maybe not necessarily put faces to them, but just say, this guy's commenting on vaccines. He's a medical professional and an expert in vaccinology. Uh, do you think that, that that might help improve the situation? It's a good question, but I think you, you have to look at the elements of risk for, let's, let's take EDR out of the way and let's look at, you know, there's, there's a very large group of honest community noters that are trying to produce some, some truth. So, you know, when you start community noting maybe top politicians, there are elements of risk in that. So some anonymity is required to protect the individual that's trying to expose some of the propaganda that's being placed out there. So, no, I don't think so. I think you, you require that anonymity and it could be okay. sorted out in a much better way uh-huh. could, could there be other elements than a transparency that could be introduced that would improve the situation um you said there might be other ways have you any suggestions yourself yeah so i'd only be allowing one logging session at a time so you know and you do that from ip mac address that, that's already yeah. captured um, yep. And you're only allowed one login session. So if you log in on your laptop and you're creating community notes and then try and log in your phone, it logs you out of your laptop. And that would reduce a group effort from being able to add more and more community notes. I would I'd throw out the scoring system completely, absolutely throw it out because it can be gained. If you yep. have a group of bad actors that are all together and then systematically upvote the community note to improve writing score, to allow people to write more and more and more of this garbage, it's never going to go away. They should limit it to a certain amount of community notes each day to each account and then limit single single access from, uh, you know, one piece of equipment. Uh-huh. I mean, that's how Twitter works anyway. I. I, I can't log into, I, I can only log into my Twitter account. I can't go onto my computer, open one Twitter account, and then on another tab, open a separate Twitter account with a different handle and a different username. You can only have one Twitter account open at any one time. And I'm surprised that Community Notes isn't following the, that same uh, that same rule. Quite strange, really. Uh, Elon Musk then. Uh, before we're coming up to a break in a minute, Chris, what do you think then, personal opinion, on Elon Musk? Is he a bastion of free speech? Is he genuinely trying to make Twitter uh, a, a fair and open and transparent uh, uh, town square, village hall, somewhere where people can go to debate? Or is it all smoke and mirrors? He's saying one thing when really he intends another. Good question. Uh my personal opinion is that, you know, as with everything with Elon, it's about money. Uh, and he's trying to make X be everything. So whether that's videos, whether that's TV, whether that's news, whether that's social media platform, that's what he wants. And he'll do whatever he wants 
to try and make X the X of everything. So uh, it's better in some ways than it was. It's worse than other ways than it was. Is he the, the savior? Absolutely not. No, it's interesting uh-huh. to drop it. Uh-huh. And, and with regards to making the X, the, the everything app, do you think we could put our, it's coming to the end of the show now, Chris, so we could put our tinfoil hats on. Uh, do you think that that might feed into other agendas such as uh, digital currency, digital ID, internet ID, uh, the app for everything, social credit? Do you think that there may be an intention for Twitter or X, as it's now called, to go down that route? Is that what Elon wants? No, I think I think uh, central digital currency is going to be uh, tried to be implemented by by the banks and governments. I don't think that's an X thing. He's a commercial organisation. Uh, Internet of everything, possibly. Um, but is he a force for good? No, he's just in there, and we're utilising what he's providing to try and fight back against what these people are trying to do to us. Uh, yeah, and you know, one thing about Twitter is it is probably in terms of speaking out, at least on the surface, on appearance, the best tool we have to reach a large audience, which makes it even more frustrating that there is this hidden censorship now. Before we can see it all, they just, just delete your account. I, I hold the record for the most Twitter accounts in the UK, something I'm quite proud of. They, and they were actually given back to me as well, which was great. But now the censorship is hidden. I don't know that I'm being censored. I can see it in my clicks, how many retweets, how many likes I've got, what my number of impressions are. But even those potentially could be gained if they're not now, maybe in the future. And that would truly hide uh, what reach I have. I would think it's far greater uh, than it actually is. But there have been some positives about Twitter. Uh, We saw the Tucker Carlson and Putin interview was published uh, this week. I've put my own podcast on there. Uh, TNT are putting videos out there. So there there is some positive movements on Twitter and getting information out to the public. And that's where I want to go to uh, after this break uh, here on TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. I'm sure you've been following Mark Morano and, of course, the climate trial of the century where Dr. Michael Mann was suing Mark Stein. In any case, that is going to the jury. Now, there are a couple of things that have popped up in this trial which are very interesting. First of all, out of the 22 possibilities for this so-called hockey stick, only two of them showed the hockey stick. Both of those were fudging the hockey stick. And what did I mean by fudging? Well, they claim that the medieval warm period did not exist, which if Dr. Mann was actually a meteorologist and looked at the weather, he should know that you can't just have regionalized warming in one area of the world. If it's warm in one area of the world, it's going to be warm in other areas of the world. I think I've explained this before. Now, another thing is that there's some interesting things coming out that may open Dr. Mann up to be sued, especially by Dr. Judith Curry. Now, I've always wondered why Dr. Curry did not go after Michael Mann because he has really said some disgusting things about her, including spreading false rumors about her sex life. So there were a whole bunch of little other things that came out. Don't know what the jury's going to do. Seems pretty obvious to a normal human being that Mark Stein did not cause Michael Mann any damage given 12 years later, Michael Mann is a prince among all these climate change people 
that think that the Earth is burning up. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. You are loved. You are valued. You are resilient. You got this. You are there for them. We are here for you. Find free care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. We're digging deeper with D.D. Denslow on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Uh, welcome back to TNT Radio. You're here with me, D.D. Denslow. I'm here for another 15 minutes. I'm talking to Chris Littlewood, all things X. So I'm in my element because I absolutely love Twitter. I'm well known for my Twitter habits. Uh, so that's great. And we're going to talk about Putin and Tucker and, uh, and some other information that's been put out that would never normally be on social media until Elon Musk took over. A big shout out to everybody in the live chat, to Skippy. Always good to see you. Little Carol. Lovely to see you too. Uh, and Elaine, lots of love for Elaine, Madrid. Uh, who else we've got in here? Uh, Heather is in here. Nigel, Mazzy, Holly Holly, Jane Black. Always good to see you, Jane. In fact, I've got a comment from Jane. I don't know what it says. I'm about to read it, but I know because Jane Black put this comment in the, in the live chat, it's going to be something relevant and pertinent. Anyone who has a blue tick registered when the online harm bill comes in Ireland, and it will, your bank is now linked to X, Twitter. You will be debanked if you speak against or out against the government. And actually, that's what I was uh, referring to or implying before we went to the break, Chris, that is there an intention for X? And I know that Elon wants to allow purchasing and payments to be allowed uh, on the X system. We see what's going on in Ireland with the censorship and online harms bill. We've got something similar going through Parliament uh, and through the House of Lords at the moment here in the UK. Do you think all of these things are converging and they're going to get tied up together so that when I say, um, oh, I want a revolution, I think we should kick out uh, our politicians out of government, all of a sudden I can't make any payments uh, because my bank account has been switched off. Uh, I'm going to ask you the same question as what we did before. Is that an intention? Can you answer Jane's uh, query or question? Good question. We're unsure. We can only only go and look at what other people have had from previous experience. You know, lots of people have been debacked for for saying things that go against, you know, the agenda. Nigel Farage is a prime example of somebody that was debanked. Uh, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I can see it happening. Um, I think it's it's very worrying the way that we're all being guided away from using cash uh, because cash is our only way to maintain our freedom of choice, you know, because it's got nothing to do with the government what we spend our money on at all. It's none of their business. And the more that they try and control that uh, and see what we are spending our money on is so that they can control us as a population, which fits very well into what they're trying to do with farmers and starving us. 
Uh-huh. Uh, what do you think is more important then? This is a, here's a bit of a question for you, and it's a closed question. What's more important, freedom of speech or the freedom to transact? Freedom of speech or the freedom to transact or the freedom to spend our money as we I don't think you can separate them. I think they're both linked. Um, I, I don't think you can have one without the other. So, you know, it, it, you can't have freedom of speech if it's going to reduce your ability to, to, to purchase things because then uh, it's you're being coerced to be quiet and shut up. Yeah. yeah, people need to think about that. People need to think about that particular question. What's more important? And uh, we may have those decisions and choices to make in our personal life in the very near future as CBDCs and digital IDs come trundling down the line towards us. Uh, back to Twitter, mate. Uh, the Putin Carlson interview was released. Uh, there was a massive media meltdown. Uh, there was a lot of interesting information and truths that came out of this interview. Further confirmation that the war in Ukraine could have been stopped not long after it started in 2022, but Boris Johnson went over there and squashed it. Is this an example of Twitter being good? The fact that Putin was able to, 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 to talk with an American journalist and it was published on what might be regarded as the world's biggest social media platform now. Uh, and what did you make of the interview itself? Yeah, I think it was a good thing that it got out there. Um, it certainly wouldn't have got out in the mainstream media. We've seen the, the response to it. Ridiculous. Um, what did I think of it? I mean, it was very interesting, very in-depth. Uh, it confirmed a lot of the things that are already out there that we already knew, knew um, uh, that NATO has been consistently expanding. You know, when the Cold War finished, and, you know, I'm old enough to remember when we had a Cold War. I can remember the Berlin Wall coming down, you know, yeah. and also being under the constant threat of nuclear war. When that came down, and um, we started getting out of that constant threat of nuclear war, NATO said. Not one bit further. There was meant to be a buffer zone. And systematically, they've gobbled up every single country in that buffer zone. So you, it is in some ways understandable, the response that Russia have had. However, I'm not saying Putin good man at all. You know, just like we have the, the things with Israel and Palestine, we have... Horrors on both sides, absolute uh -huh. horrors. But just to blame one side and say, oh, he's just a maniac, he's, you know, genocidal lunatic, it's not right. There's more nuance to that. Yeah, uh, I, you know, like you said, Putin, he wouldn't be the, um, he wouldn't have been the KGB operative that he was or the leader of what the world's largest, most resource rich landmass on the planet if he was a really, really nice and honest and decent guy who wasn't willing to yeah. uh, kill people or do whatever was necessary to protect his country, but also to maintain his position of power. But on the West, we're angels over here. That's the impression that we got. Putin bad. 
Hamas bad. Make sure you condemn Hamas. Make sure you condemn Putin. We can't do any wrong. But actually, what has happened is, as I mentioned before, Boris Johnson, who uh, was not leader of the UK then, or was he? I can't remember now. So many things have changed so quickly. But he went over there and squashed a peace deal that Putin had put in place. This is now out. Are these political... Uh, are Johnson, Sunak... American politicians, the leaders in Europe, who all would have been part of this squashing of a peace deal, let's just have war with Russia instead, are they now running squared because of this interview that Carlson's put out on Twitter? I think, I think a lot more people are aware of what's going on. I mean, you only have to, to listen to Putin and, and his historical uh, descriptions yeah. of uh, what, where Ukraine came from, what the links are to Russia. Could you imagine Boris Johnson doing any of that? Or Rishi Sunak? You know, the, the quality of, of politicians that we had in the West is so awful, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, more questions will be asked. You know, these people are being exposed more and more and more each day. More questions mm -hmm. are getting asked. And eventually, yeah. we will get to the truth. And eventually, people should be put in prison. Uh, they should be in prison. Absolutely. Uh, again, uh, uh, the big shout out to Murray, by the way, who's in the studio. Me and Murray haven't worked together for a while. And he asked, what am I doing with, uh, the, do, with my time during the week? And one of the things I'm doing, Murray, is I'm trying to get the politicians put in prison yeah, where they belong. Chris, why do we have such poor quality politicians? You know, they don't have, they can't touch Putin. Putin gave a 30-minute discussion on the history of Russia and the history of Ukraine. Just as context, why have we got such poor politicians? Because they're selected by others to answer their lapdogs. That's why. So, <laughs> Rishi Sunak was parachuted into, into his uh, constituency. He was literally parachuted. The MP left, had a massive majority. He was parachuted in. They knew he was mm -hmm. going to get in. You know, he, uh -huh. he was a partner in Celine Partners uh, who invested in Moderna. And he's still got shares in them, but nobody thinks it's odd. They, they answer to other people, and the other people are not the populations that they're meant to answer to. That's yeah. where we've got poor policy. Yeah. They respond purely to the lobbyists and the money men and... Uh, and Exactly. Uh, we've got an election coming up in May the 2nd. It is highly likely that many of the politicians who should be in prison, who have committed heinous crimes, Boris Johnson and Sunak and all the other politicians, whether here or in Europe, have got the blood of like 500, 600,000 Ukrainians on their hands. Nothing's going to happen. Many of them are going to disappear over the horizon uh, on May the 3rd, having been elected out of office uh, and they will just be replaced by a new bunch of criminals. Maybe we'll have a Labour government in charge. I shudder to think at how terrible things will get here in the UK. But people are going to vote for them. How do we stop people voting for these really low quality, uh, lowest common denominator type individuals who are being pushed into office? How do we stop people voting for them? How do we make the revolutionary changes that are needed here in the UK? Great question. I think the first one, stop listening to people that say if you vote that way, it's a wasted vote. It's your vote. So vote for anybody 
apart from those three parties. I mean, Labour and Conservatives are two wings of the same vulture. You know, you, uh-huh. you, you just get, you just get, you don't get any difference. You just get worse of the same. It gets systematically worse. Look for independence or look for small parties that are prepared to group together. Look at what a constituent is going to do. Sorry, an MP is going to do within your own constituency. And an independent of be brilliant. That's what you should be doing. We need to get away from this party system that is just corrupt. It's horrendous. That's uh, my uh, people. Yeah, uh, it's my opinion. Vote for independence. Uh, I have actually stood as an independent candidate locally in Plymouth, uh, 5% down, because that's the maximum share of the votes that I can get. Uh, there are some good, or at least appear to be good, small parties. Uh, Dave Curtin's Heritage Party, very good. All about sovereignty, all about protecting and looking after the public, families, secure borders, education. Hey, maybe we could look after the farmers. So the Heritage Party would be a very, very good choice. Uh, UKIP, oh no, not UKIP. That's the racist law. Hey, if you're going to have a look at some of their par- uh, policies, and I've had Amory Waters on the show, and I, and I couldn't disagree with anything she was saying because she was interested in protecting the people. If you vote for Conservative, if you vote for Labour, you're going to get more of the same. You're not getting a... You're just voting in the uni party, and it's not going to be more of the same, like you said, Chris. It's going to be more of the worse. Are people waking up to this and potentially between now and the election or say now and the summer, could we see social unrest in the UK? And I'm not just talking about the farmers. Potentially they could be out on the streets. We're already seeing it in Europe. But I'm talking about the average common man who is looking around at him going, nothing's changing. And now I've got Keir Starmer in charge. Could we see people out in the streets? No, don't believe so. I wish you could say yeah. I wish you could, but you know you you, you have to look at what we've gone through for the last four years. Uh, we've had had anything through the streets. We've had lockdowns. We've had medical coercion. We've had people getting sacked because they believed in their own medical autonomy. We haven't had anybody out in the streets, or not not in the the sizes that's required to to move and change things. You know, we, you only have to look at what the World Health Organization are trying to do at the minute. And our parliament is prepared to give away our fundamental human rights to somebody else that we didn't vote for. Nobody's uh-huh. out on the streets. It's, it's very, very disarming. And a lot of the reasons for that is actually what we have been discussing, Chris, and that is the censorship and the lying and the propaganda and the most important thing and this is what people and you know it's sort of sensitive that people don't necessarily realize of course the informed tnt listeners do is the omission so if you go on the bbc website you might see 10 percent truth and then everything else is left out and when you said no people won't get on the streets i'm on camera if i wasn't on camera like the old days i probably would have just gone boom and hit my head on the table in disappointment at your lack of enthusiasm for a revolution chris but the reality is you're you're telling the truth what is it going what will it take well almost the end of the show what will it take to get if you stand again i'll come and help with you and post leaflets 
The thing that's going to change it is people not giving up and turning around and going, I will use this vote. I will not turn up. I will go and vote for an independent and I will do something and protect our democracy and get involved in direct democracy. So if you want to stand again, I'll come and help you. That sounds like a plan. DD for PM, yeah, because I'll sort it all out absolutely chris uh thanks for coming on really interesting to hear about community notes uh, and your efforts to uncover censorship thanks for listening everybody everybody in the live chat big shout out to you stay with us here on tnt radio Thanks,